He always feels prepared. He always feels like he can make that play in the moment of being unfazed, just kind of leaks down into the entire team. And I think we've seen that, is that they've been in some crazy moments this year, but he always seems to settle them in, make the play, and get them to the other side. But you're right, it definitely seems like Joe Burrow has it. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Kurt Warner talking about Joe Burrow. Man, I haven't had heard anyone uh, really criticize Joe Burrow. I, I don't know that Solomon Wilcox will do it. He's at LA Radio Row with Adam Hill. Willie's at Silver Sevens. Cofield up here in Boise as we're all over the country. Solomon Wilcox, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm just expecting you to just, just hammer Joe Burrow, but that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's already started, right? He's already done well enough to have some people not like him and even if you've got to create a little bit of embellishment you're gonna find something bad to say about joe burrow before the bad occurs yeah you know the way it works yeah the way it works (laughs) Uh, adam is that what we're doing yeah yeah i think it's interesting when you when you look at burrow because on paper he's not gonna blow you away his numbers are are good but there's guys who put up better numbers and I, I am a stat guy. I'm an analytics guy. I'm, I'm a nerd about that stuff. But everybody I talk to that's actually played will say something like, you just believe in him. Like, is that something that we miss when we just look at numbers? No, I think if you look at numbers, I think the numbers support the same things that other people can't, don't equate to numbers. There's sure. some, see, we're right enough brain people. Some people love artistic expression, and that's what, appeals to them, and it stimulates the heart, the mind, and it literally inspires people. That's a tool, right? Sure. That's, that's the impact he has on his teammates. Did you know that? That's the impact he had before Trey Hedrickson signed, because that's what he told me. <laughs> he, that's the impact he had before Riley Reese signed, because that's what he told me. They didn't go look at the stats. They just said they believe in Joe Burrow, and they signed up to play for the Bengals. Mike Helton left the Pittsburgh Steelers to sign up with the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't go look at the data analytics chart. However, if you did look at the data, you know what the data would tell you? You're not supposed to lead the league in completion percentage and lead the league in yards per pass attempt. It, it's just, the guy who's always led the league in completion percentage for the last, say, seven out of ten years, Drew Brees. And he's always been dead last in average <laughs> yards per pass attempt. Sure. Because if you dink and dunk, you can complete a higher percentage. If you stretch the ball down the field, the odds are it's going to be incomplete. He defied those numbers and did both in the same year while being the most sacked quarterback in the league. So that's an outlier even in the database. By the science of data analytics, he's still an outlier. Sure. Which means it match up with this warm, fuzzy feeling that all these other people can't use numbers to explain. Did I do a good job of explaining all that? Crushed it. Thank Crushed you. it. Okay, I just but want to know. It's not surprising. Well, I, I, now that I appreciate you do, you do that's a great a compliment. job with that. I'll take that. For sure. <laughs> uh, what, what would this mean for Cincinnati, just as a city, as a, as a region, as a, as a people? Well, first of all, they've never won a championship in the NFL, and they're, what, 52, 53 years of existence. They've never won a championship. Now, it is a city that has won championships, 
There's this thing called the Big Red Machine. Yeah, that's 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 even way back since the last went to the Super Bowl. Sure. Now they did win a uh, World Series ring in 1990, and they have a great baseball tradition. You know, the Cincinnati Reds are the first pro baseball team in Major League Baseball history. So they have great history on that side. They have this guy by the name of Oscar Robinson who walks around town. He's a national treasure. He's decent. He was okay, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so they have a great sports legacy. In so much that we gave them our basketball coach and bequeathed them to the UCLA Bruins because, you know, we felt like we wanted to help restore their legacy. Sure. Right? Instead sure. of building our own sure. after Bob Huggins left. But they play baseball. I mean, play baseball. They play basketball. We need a championship in football. And they're still starving. So it would mean everything, to answer your question. It would mean everything to a, to a town, to a region, and I think to the great state of Ohio. Solomon, I know that there's a lot in between this question. Um, but when you consider the fact that Joe Burrow got by Patrick Mahomes in just his second year, special kid, disrupted what the Chiefs had going on, are the Bengals more likely to be a one-hit wonder or a dynasty? You can say in between because that's too easy, but what is this particular team more likely to be? Well, I think anytime someone predicts a dynasty, um, it, you know, I'm a numbers guy too. You're, you're, uh, the numbers would suggest that there's a higher or I should say lower level of probability that there'll be a dynasty. I mean, that's hard to predict, yeah. and the percentages just would never, ever. Like, you could not have predicted any of the dynasties that you might lean upon. You could not have predicted it, right, in year well, so one. Look, look at, like, Tom Brady wins that crazy year with the tuck rule game. Like, people thought, didn't even know if he'd be a starter the next year, and there was a, that was you a dynasty. Thinking it's dynasty. impossible. You weren't, impossible to predict. You weren't, when they first arrived at that first one, you weren't thinking no, dynasty. definitely not. Right? When um, the Cowboys with – that showed up with Emmett and, and uh, Troy, you probably thought, man, they got a chance to win a few. Because I, I remember that team. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you never would have thought that was a dynasty when they got to the first Super Bowl. It had yet to win it, right? But I want you to know, I will defy all of that and say, no, I believe this is closer to having an opportunity to win multiple Super Bowls. Now, if you want to call that a dynasty, Call it a dynasty. If you don't want to call it, then don't. But I, they, they, they have a chance to win multiple Super Bowls. If you don't believe me, here's what Joe Burrow said after beating the Raiders. This is the standard now. This is how it's going to be from here on out. That's what he said. What he said is we're going to be in the tournament. And I'm one of those people. I don't maybe look at the NFL like a lot of other people. Since they expanded to 14 teams, I see the playoffs as nothing more than a tournament. I don't care if you the first seed are the seventh seed. It's a tournament. And that's why this year, for the first time in NFL history, we don't have anyone from the top three seeds playing in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. Uh, It's a tournament. Solomon Wilcox joins us down here at Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Uh, This could get you in trouble, maybe. No, I won't. It's okay. Cincinnati chili sucks, right? (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, they don't tell you, Isaac. I'm a West Coast guy, Thank born you. and raised in Compton, California. Nine zero two two one. You can go check it out. So that means Western that you- chili is a thick chili. It's not a runny chili. Now their chilies is runny. Our chili out west is thick. That's real so, chili. Uh, so when I just say I don't eat it, I don't. No, that's their chili. <laughs> this is our chili. 
I so, that's what I tell them. I'm like, look, man, you eat your chili. You like your chili runny? Eat your chili runny. But don't tell me how to eat mine. So if we're talking old school, that means that on Super Bowl Sunday in this matchup, you are you are siding with Collins Fish Mart over Cincinnati Chili. Because Collins, I know when I used to drive down to Culver City, we'd make the run into L.A. and get Collins Fish. Yeah, man, it's a thick chili. I haven't had. <laughs> no, I'm not getting the chili. I'm, I, I'd rather have. I'd rather have fried fish. But, Let me ask yeah. you this, based off of what you talked about, in terms of closer to winning multiple championships, um, is Joe Burrow already because of what he's accomplished? Can he begin being discussed among the elite, or does he have to win this Super Bowl? If he doesn't, does he have work to do? See, I, no, I okay. You offer me two choices, so I just. And I know that's easy thing, layup guy, but my brain is more than a binary optional guy. Sure. <laughs> I'm a multi-level, multi-dimensional thing. So, so, so let's just say they lose. What if he throws five touchdown passes, no interception, light it up, but they lose? You didn't. Your uh, description didn't offer me that scenario, right? But I would. What I'm saying is, yeah, he could it'd be on the losing edge, but play a great game, right? And then people come out saying, "Whoa." They lost, but did you see Joe Burrow? Because how many times have you seen that happen in your life? A lot. Yeah. So it can happen, and he could still do both is my point. He could be a legend and still end up losing the game. Yeah. It's very positive. And and we'll see. I mean, he's a long way to go for sure. Uh, And a lot of great talent around him. And Cincinnati, a ton of cap space as well. So this team is one that might be However, see, he didn't offer me the scenario okay. if they win. Okay. <laughs> All know, right. I'm just saying this. If they win, he will be the first quarterback in NFL history to have won a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. First in NFL history. Only two of a championship and a Super Bowl. They're both named Joe. I'm saying he would be the first be, to only I know, all three. to do all Heisman. three. So now, does that make a legend? I get, it's, it's I getting hear close. Crickets. I hear crickets. It's getting close. I'm hearing crickets <laughs> out close. there. Well, I'm hearing cricket. I think we, yeah, we got some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go. think we got some non-Joe Burrow likers up here. You see how I put that? I just, I, I didn't I'm, call nobody a hater. I'm not totally, I'm not totally <laughs> sold. But it also, the AFC is brutal. The AFC is brutal. And like, they, it is going to be tough for a long time with all those quarterbacks over there. Well, he's here. He's here. You're right. That's a good point. I don't know what you – It's going to be brutal. Well, it is brutal. True. And he's Solomon. here. Well, yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? True. Listen, man. Solomon, you have to, have you, to, you have to realize if you, that. If you brought in here the hottest chick, if she was a 10, I was like, he couldn't catch her again. Well, bro, he got her now. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are we talking about? Might be the greatest analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. Now you're speaking our language. Wow. Uh, also, also tell, tell us about BioHeart because I think it's very important stuff that you're doing. Yeah, you, sh- you guys should check it out because, you know, um, BioHeart, uh, it is the state-of-the-art heart monitor. It's a continuous heart monitoring um, technology that allows you to track all of your cardiac history. So if you've ever known anybody who's had any kind of an event, you know, might be um, in a regular heartbeat. You might have arrhythmia. There are a lot of athletes who appear to be healthy 100%. They're walking around, and the next thing you know, they're not with us anymore because they had an event. Well, if you experience something like that, you should be tracking your heart health, okay? And this heart monitor allows you to do it. You don't need a prescription. You just go to the website at www 
www.bioheart.com. I'm wearing one right now. It's very comfortable. It looks like Iron Man. You, it's a strap around your chest, but it's elastic, so it's no big deal. And uh, you can see on this app, you can see what my heart is doing. You can see my heart rate. I can record. It's always recording. So I can share this data and send it to my doctor. And he can read it and say, hey, you had most people have, if there's going to be some kind of event, we have uh, most issues occur when you wake up in the morning because you're in a deep REM sleep. And when you're waking up, the heart is what wakes you up. It's starting to pump faster now, right, because they have right. been working at a lower rate all evening. And uh, most people, if they're going to have an event, that's when it happens. But it'll, it'll keep that data. And you can share it with your doctor so that you can get the best health care possible and get a quick diagnosis. So um, just go to www.bioheart.com. Don't need a prescription in order to buy it. It's a consumer-based program, but with the best technology known to man when it comes to tracking heart health. Really important stuff. Is it jumping up when we say anything bad about Joe Burrow? Do you get a little uh, little tick in the... In fact, it's just like Joe Burrow's. <laughs> it's super cool. Super cool. It's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Solomon, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You know we love having fun. Um, I do believe you will ultimately become believers of Joe Burrow. The guy knows how to manage a game unlike any other young quarterback I've ever seen. A guy took nine sacks. Not all nine was on his offensive line. There was at least three of those times where he didn't read the coverage, but he knew not to throw the ball in harm's way. Instead of doing that, okay, like most veteran quarterbacks do, he decided to eat it. Because it was first down, he knew he had two more downs for the line to gain. If that's not high-level thinking, then you're just not paying attention. Thank you. There he is. Solomon Wilcots. Appreciate it. By the way, I think he misunderstood us that uh, we're borough haters. No, this is a show that reserves judgment on just about every young quarterback, and that whole effort is led by one Adam Hill. Every convo down on Radio Row, all the coverage is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 5709000. Battleborn understands those tactics insurance companies try to use and uh, potentially reduce the amount of money they pay to accident and injury victims. Battleborn is able to counter these methods, making sure that you receive the money you deserve and keeping you out of court. If you're not getting cooperation, they are ready to battle for you. Free consultation. Call Justin Watkins, Matt Hoffman, and the folks at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. 22-ounce Bud Light, Budweiser, or Michelob Ultra, plus two hot dogs and two bags of chips, all for just $777 at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Let's go! The 4 O'Clock Football Frenzy. Hey, you hit me so hard down there. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The 4 O'Clock Football Frenzy on Cofield and Company. 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 All right, let's hit some of the football news outside of the Super Bowl. Willie Ramirez hanging out down at Silver 7's got on down there. He's got tickets to the Mountain West Conference Tournament. We're really excited to be pairing up. Uh, starting now and down the road with the Pac-12 tournament coming to town and the Mountain West Conference tournament coming to town. They're going to both be super, super awesome. So Willie's got some tickets for that, and he's also got tickets to uh, or a pass to uh, Topgolf. I think it's $50 worth of play at Topgolf. So Willie's down at Silver Sevens. Adam is on Radio Row. It's Cofield on the road in Boise. 
Ari is in the Finley Toyota Studios. Give me a little crunch, crunch. Damn, Willie, Tom Brady got you in a mood. What's the deal here? I just don't, you know, never say never, and everybody's going crazy. Just, you know. Wait, so ahead. what happened? Set up the story. What happened? Well, he was he was interviewed, right? He was, he was doing an interview, and they had asked him, and he said, well, you know, he's he's retiring. But And they asked him if he would ever consider coming out. He said, never say never. The potential of returning, you never say never, is what he said. And that was just six days after announcing that he was retiring on Instagram. And he, and he, and he explained what was behind his decision. And, and we had heard this, you know, going to take things as they come, sort of just, day, you know, whatever, week by week, month by month. He said, I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. Try to make the best possible decision I can at the moment. I did this last week. I think it's not looking to reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. At the same time, you have to be real- realistic. And he said, and that's as honest as I can be. Oh, boy. But I mean, he knows that's gonna what that's gonna do. He's gotta know, right? And this is just kind of leaves the door open, sets it up for everybody else to just start writing, tweeting, blogging. Dude, go spend time with your family. Go spend time with Gazelle. Just chill. Retire. Adam, what do you think? Is is he playing games or being around his family now for four days? He's like, oh my god. It wouldn't have taken me four days. I'm like, okay, I'm going back. I, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's still. In fact, I, I would I would venture to bet he's still kind of upset that he got upstaged and scooped, and he had this whole plan of how to announce his retirement, Ooh. and it didn't happen. So would he come back just to be able to do it again? <laughs> Is he doing this just to say, hey, maybe you know, maybe this happens and keep his name in there and. Then he can do it once and for all. Like, he, can he have another moment where he comes out and says, "Okay, I'm officially retired"? I don't know because I, I I do think he was annoyed and kind of agitated that ESPN you know broke that story when it seemed like maybe ESPN was part of putting together you know the the official retirement announcement and they used the fact that they had that knowledge to put it out and break the story. Okay, well, also throwing gasoline on the fire is mm. local Boston personality and the color voice of the Patriots and a uh, a former Patriot quarterback, Willie. What do we got going on now with uh, Scott Zolak? And to explain to people, if you've never heard the highlights of Scott Zolak throughout Brady's career, um, Giselle is number two on who loves Tom Brady the most. Zolak loves Brady more than anyone on the face of the earth. So now what what's Zolak talking about here? Some sort of trade, but it's not to the Patriots, right? He's, Brady's coming back for what? Brady coming back to the 49ers. The 40, would the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay for the rights to Tom Brady? And Zolak shared his theory, right, on, on air, and had said that, you know, it would be an interesting scenario. And so, and, and, and the thing is, it's, it's all off of the speculation in which Brady left out there and him putting it out there that, hey, Here's an intriguing destination for you, Brady's hometown, right? And now he goes, and the 49ers, an improving team, makes it all uh, makes it through. And does Tom Brady do what he did in Tampa Bay? And as Adam said, and he can go out on his own accord. Those in the words of Scott Zolak. 
Well, keep in mind, keep yeah. in mind, I think one of Tom Brady's real regrets at the end of this whole career is that he didn't get to go back to San Francisco. And I will mark this down. It's down on the list. If Lil Shanny and John Lynch don't win Super Bowls at some point, they need to be smashed. Because Tom Brady wanted to go to San Francisco, and those guys looked around and they're like, nah, we're good. We got Jimmy G. Like, what? And then he goes and wins the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. He wanted to go to San Francisco, and they snubbed him. And and to your point of, of that he didn't go out how he wanted, he also didn't go out with the title. And when you're labeled the GOAT and you did what you did last year in Tampa, it's, you know, the expectations for yourself. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, Michael Jordan of football, right? He's We're talking GOATs. We're talking Babe Ruth of baseball. We're talking Michael Jordan of basketball. This dude wants to go out, Gretzky of hockey. He wants to go out on top. And to a degree, he is in terms of everybody's estimation of what he's accomplished, but he wanted to win a championship, and he was right there on the verge, and he couldn't pull off the repeat. So here he could do it in his hometown. And, I mean, it. Jimmy G's not the answer. Trey Lance likely isn't not, the answer. So, not right now. So Tom Brady could be the answer. It could slap in the face like adam said of of go, making his announcement going back on you know Schefter breaking it who and everyone else to jump the gun and he can make his comeback as he said never say never go back to his hometown win a title and then he'll announce when he's going to retire radio row's been bustling and uh, hustling all day actually uh, earlier today i grabbed unlv legend and uh one of the favorite Bengals of all time, Icky Woods. So the Exeter's coming up in just a few on Cofield and Company. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. It seems like we're always the ones that are downgraded the most, but, you know, the teams that run the ball, they are the one that really has the most success. You're thinking about the Rams. Their offense has totally transitioned and with Akers being back and what those guys are doing as a group collectively and in the backfield. Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, run game has paved the many ways for uh, many teams to Super Bowl titles and just to get to the game. And Icky Woods did that, the former UNLV running back, back in 1988 in his rookie season. He had an amazing year, and we have a chance to catch up with Icky uh, down on Radio Row. And uh, Icky's working with Southern Recipe Pork Rinds as they uh, raise money throughout the year for gridiron greats. And Icky, this is a really important deal. Yeah, man, it's very important, man. Gridiron Grace were uh, ones who helped me get my knees done, man. At a time when I needed them most, man, they came through, got me, got two of my knees done, uh, and I'm and I'm very grateful to them. And uh, and and pork rinds, uh, Rudolph Foods, and pork rinds, man. Appreciation Day is same day as the football, and you can get signed up to win five thousand dollars and a year's free of pork rinds. You know, just go to uh, pork rinds dot, uh, 
PorkRindAppreciationDay.com and get yourself signed up. PorkRindAppreciationDay.com. That's where you go. So how crazy has the week been down in uh, L.A. and on uh, Radio Row? Oh, man, it's been real crazy, man. I just just got down here, been going through a few interviews, man, pumping this uh, these, uh, these uh, pork rinds, man. They're great. I love them. You know, they got all different types of flavors, man. Uh, by Rudolph Foods, you know, and it's uh, it's it's a great great combination, man, to be down here supporting this great call. Have you done any icky shuffles yet? Uh, not yet. I've done a couple of shoulder shuffles, though. Made shoulders <laughs> move right now. You there know. You go. <laughs> so I want to talk a little UNLV football to start before we All get right. to the Bengals. You know, if people don't remember, uh, you know, Icky was around in the mid '80s at UNLV, and when you first got there, Randall Cunningham was on the team, right? Yeah, yeah, Randall Cunningham was there. Yep, Randall was a senior. I was a freshman, and we uh, made it to the California Bowl. And uh, man, he was an unbelievable talent. You you would never you would never uh, never know how great this guy was unless you was able to see him in college, man. And when he when he made it to the NFL, everybody got to see it. But I got to watch him every day in practice and dinner and got to watch him play games, man. He's a, he's a great talent. I love it that UNLV people from back in the day could actually argue that his punting was as good as his quarterback play. No doubt, man. He was an All-American Crazy. punter as well. So he was an All-American punter his uh, 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 junior year, and then he was an All-American quarterback his senior year. So this guy actually kicked a 70-yarder when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the crazy thing is the other tie, you know about the halftime show with all the L.A. legends from hip-hop, and, yeah. you know, people forget about this, and, you know, there's there's reasons for it because he's gotten in trouble, a lot of trouble since, but Suge Knight was on the team. Like, Suge obviously was a big guy. He was a lineman on yeah. the UNLV yeah, teams big, that you were on. Yeah, Big Marion Knight was what we called him. We called him Marion, and then, uh, you know, he came Suge Knight, and, you know, he went went through some – through, through a few things there, man. But he was he was actually a decent ball player, man. He was a good guy, too. You know, uh, just some unfortunate things happened to him. Did you guys go out on the town? I, I wonder what was Vegas like back in the uh, the mid-'80s for a college player? Oh, man, Vegas was off the chain, man. You know, <laughs> Vegas is still off the chain oh, yeah. for, 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 for a mid-'20s player right now, you know. So it's, uh, good it's point. a good thing, man. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great that, you know, they got the Raiders in town. That's a – good that they, they they finally got a professional team there and then my UNLV running Rebels get to play in that stadium man that's going to sure bring a lot of good talent there to the university as well. So Icky's got the uh, all-time single game uh, rushing mark at 265. Uh, the game you were at we got to both uh, both of us watch Charles Williams go off and he went up setting the career rushing record and the crazy thing is you guys are both from Fresno and then you found out recently that actually you know down the line you're your relatives. Yeah, he's my he's my little cousin, man. His uh, his cousin married my cousin. Come to find out, uh, but I I knew the little whimper snapper since he was his little nose was snotty, you know. <laughs> so I'm uh, so I'm happy he was uh, able to get out there and 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 break a few of my records. And then it was even more. I was more happy to be able to uh, be there for senior night, give him a big hug before he stepped out on the field, tell him I loved him and and to keep up the good work. Yeah, it's cool, man. And I hope he makes the NFL. You know, he's a smaller guy. You're a gigantic guy. He's a smaller guy, but I think he can yeah. play special teams. He can catch the ball to the backfield. So I think he makes it in the league. I do. I do too, man. I, I do too. I think he's going to make somebody a great, a great, like you said, special teams and running back player. So your story with the Bengals is kind of similar to the quick rise <laughs> of this year's Bengals. You guys 
before you got there, the Bengals weren't good. And, you know, you had like a Joe Burrow effect on the team when you got to Cincinnati. Yeah, man, it's, it's unbelievable, man. The year before, we were, bored, we were both 4-12. and 12, And then uh, this year, uh, they made it to the Super Bowl. And that year, we made it to the Super Bowl. They took an alternate route. We, we were actually a, able to get the number one seed and play all our games at Riverfront Stadium. And they happened to play one game at home and, then they went on the road against the number one and number two seeds and uh, and kicked their tails. Incredible. It's an amazing story, folks, because uh, Icky came into the league, rushed for 1,066 yards, carried him in the playoffs, had 15 touchdowns in the in the regular season. You beat some really good teams. Think about this. In the AFC Championship, you got the Bills right before the Bills were going to freaking take off in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if, if you go back, man, the Bills took off using our offense, man. They had no other <laughs> offense. Yeah, they cried. They cried about it the year before, and then then they used it the next four years to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, if we really want to go back and 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 uh, see who invented that no huddle offense, it was not the Buffalo Bills. It was the Cincinnati Bengals. Icky was a friggin' megastar in nineteen eighty eight. 1989. Now, Super Bowl wasn't as big as it is now with all the media stuff, but what was the week like for you before the Super Bowl? Did it get to a point where you were like, man, I can't even concentrate on the game, or was it all fun? Well, it was, it was all fun because we got there two weeks before. Oh. And, well, we didn't get there two weeks before. We had the two-week layoff yeah. just like this, but we the first couple of days would be media day, and then when Wednesday hit, it was time to go to work. We started concentrating on Getting, uh, getting everything together uh, for the game, and just, just getting ready for the game. We're in, we're in game mode now. So I think the Bengals right now are in game mode. They're getting ready. They're practicing uh, tomorrow. Be a little walkthrough practice. Saturday will be something light for them, and then uh, Sunday will be the, be time to kick it off and, and and all the lights start to shine. What do you think this is like for the city of Cincinnati? Oh man, it's unbelievable, man. I they doing all kind of pep rallies and you know uh bingo appreciation day fan route man it's the city is just it's awesome man every you know you can't you can't keep bingo gear in stock right now the uh the icky shuffle was probably the you know one of the 10 most famous uh, celebration uh dances in nfl history might be number one um how did that whole thing come together? I, I, I'd heard that, you know, you were kind of fooling around at home with your kids and your mom, and you, you were trying yeah, it there. Yeah, man, I was, I was sitting at home, and I flew my mom in for a game against the Cleveland Browns. And at the time, uh, my two oldest kids were five and two, and I still listened to some music. So I got up and started acting kind of silly. And I said, Mom, <laughs> if I score tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do. She said, Boy, you better not do that. And I was like, Mom, I got to, I got to. So it kind of started off where I just jumped in the air and put my hands in between my legs. And then uh, Ricky Dixon, who was our first-round draft choice that year, came up to me. He was like, Woods, what was that? I was like, man, that was my celebration dance. He was like, man, that thing was whack. I said, no, what you talking about, Rick? I said, what you think I ought to do, put some steps to it? He was like, yeah, man, throw some steps to it. So I, so I, uh, the whole next week we were getting ready to play the, the New York Jets, and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? Five minutes before it was time to go out and get warmed up, it just hit me. I said, Rick, check this out, bro. This is what I'm going to do if I score today. I'm going to go one, two, three to the right, one, two, three to the left, one, two, three back to the right, and I'm going to hop back three times and spike the ball. He was like, oh, yeah, Ick, man, that's going to be live. 
And I tell everybody, man, I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time. By the grace of God, we was winning ball games, and we made it to the Super Bowl that year. Icky Woods with us. Uh, Icky, let's close on this again. It's uh, Pork Rind Appreciation Day with uh, Southern Recipe uh, and also raising money for Great Iron Greats. It's Southern Recipe Pork Rinds. I want you to to close out with something really important, and that's your foundation for uh, Javante. Yeah, I got my son's foundation. It's called the Javante Woods Foundation. As you know, I lost him to asthma 10 years ago, and so I started the foundation in his name called the Javante Woods Foundation. And what we do is we go around the country raising money for asthma research and asthma education to educate people how severe and serious asthma really is because I didn't know asthma could kill it until it took my baby from me. And then when I started doing some research, come to find out, Asthma is the fastest growing disease in America, but it's the least amount of money spent on finding a cure. And then a real alarming statistic that blew me out the water is that 11 people a day die from asthma. And that was uh, something I didn't understand. And so we started the foundation. If you want to help us out, you can go to Jovante, which is spelled J-O-V-A-N-T-E, WoodsFoundation.org. To, uh, to lend support, you know, we need it because COVID was real rough on us these past two years, so we need all the help we can get to fight this deadly disease called asthma. UNLV great, Icky Woods. Uh, get on to these other interviews, man. We appreciate it, and good all luck right, to your brother, Bengals. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Me, appreciate you. Enjoy 77-cent Bud Light bottles during Vegas Golden Knights games at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Company's eye on sports betting with Brad Powers. BradPowersSports.com at BradPowers7 up on Twitter. Brad, what's going on, buddy? Hey, happy Super Bowl week to you. Is it a happy Super Bowl week for you? I know you love college football. How much do you get into Super Bowl betting? Oh, I get into it quite a bit. I mean, yeah. certainly more props than side total. So, uh, I mean, it's not something that I'm sitting there, you know, last Thursday night standing in line for an hour at the Westgate. Uh, like, I, you know, I'm not betting the openers, but I got a, a few of my crew that, you know, know what they're doing, at least more than me when it comes to player props because I've never been a big fantasy guy. And uh, they, they, let's just say they lead me in the right direction more times than, than not. Oh, look at you. It's like uh, the Alvin Kamara of sports betting. You've got a crew, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I I, I don't uh, when there's disagreements I'm not sitting there you know punching people. So well, you know we'll we'll be your second crew, Willie and I, and then we'll bring Adam. Adam is actually a really good shield. Uh, Adam, there's there's at least one <laughs> bar fight where Adam took a bunch of punches for me, which I, I completely appreciate now. So we can be your crew. We'll be the old guy crew, and you know Willie will mouth off, and I'll take a couple of punches to the face just for you. That's it's it's the least we can do for you doing like 52 spots a year with us, Brad. I, well, I appreciate that. If it ever comes yes. down to it, I don't. Okay, I, I can so tell you, if there's a safe bet, I'm guessing it won't ever come down to that. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so, when you mention player props, what do you try to concentrate on? Well, I mean, one thing you got to be careful with the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm going to be more pro ram. So, I mean, the, the expectation is I'm going to be more heavy on a lot of you know, pro uh, Rams uh, player props. Ooh, so, I did okay. bet some overs. And what, I'll say this to anybody, if you're going to bet overs, you better do it early uh, because 
a lot of those prices are going to get wiped out, especially this upcoming weekend when the public gets involved. If you're going to bet unders uh, on player props, you can wait a little bit because a lot of times, you know, you can get some better numbers later on in the process. So I bet some Rams overs, like Cam Akers over rushing yards is one that I took, uh, got involved in. And then, you know, I'm anti-Cincinnati props. I mean, one in particular would be, you know, the, the matchup that I think is key, and I'm not breaking bread here, but I just can't get over the Rams defensive line against the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. I think it's a total mismatch. We saw in last year's Super Bowl. I mean, if you're not short up on the offensive line, it can make a hell of a difference. And I did bet the Rams over sacks. I uh, wasn't afraid to lay a heavy number, too. Two to one, three to one on over two and a half sacks. I think it's a really safe bet. Brad, it, there are always are going to be those, and I don't mean the hokey props, but those props that players want to go up and bet, but they there's 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 some hidden traps. What are some of those offensive gems that the betters may fall for that they either need to do a deeper dive into or that they should stay away from? There's 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 some that are set up that they're not impossible, but it's also sort of just laying out there for you to, to, to you know, like a teaser. It's a sucker play. Yeah, I think one in the Super Bowl that people tend to bet too, way too much than they should, like, you know, first player to score a touchdown, needle in the haystack type bets like that. I mean, as always, people are looking to bet a little to win a lot. Uh, where, you know, professionals, I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, this time, when it comes to Super Bowl, 80% of my portfolio is going to have a minus in front of it. What does that mean? I'm not afraid to lay 150 to win 100. I'm not afraid to lay 500 to win 100 if, if I think they're, you know, that line should be, you know, 10 to 1 instead. So, I mean, they, they, as always, the public's looking for stuff that's, uh, just, I mean, almost like a lottery ticket. And I just, I, I'm never betting something like that. All right. So, what, I, I, there are two plays that I always bet just because, whether or not that it's outlandish or, but it's, I will throw something on. Will there be a safety, and will there be a special teams or defensive touchdown? And I've cashed more times than not because when you do, it's going to pay off. I look at it more like a, the big picture. And to this date, if I'm not mistaken, a safety's been scored in the Super Bowl nine times, one every like five point eight nine Super Bowls. I think the last one was Denver Seattle. Um, your thoughts on those specific ones, especially applying to this Super Bowl? So the evolution of me as a better, I mean, if you'd asked me this question six, seven years ago, I would have said, yeah, sure, why not? And I, I used to bet defensive special teams touchdowns because, I mean, for a long time there, I mean, you were winning money. I mean, there was a stretch about five or six years ago where there was a defensive and special teams touchdown in six out of eight Super Bowls. So at that point, I was betting that, but I, then I think it got overpriced in the marketplace. And I just, I mean, when I see something like, you know, defensive special teams touchdown and it's only plus 150, I just, when 10 years ago that same exact prop was plus 250 or, you know, three to one, I just don't see as much value as I used to. Safety, I never was betting. I know it hit in three straight Super Bowls, you know, going back about seven, eight years, but I, I, when it comes to safety, that, that's one where I'm not afraid to lay 10 bucks to win a dollar. No, there's not going to be a safety in this year's Super Bowl. 
Cofield and company getting ready for Super Bowl 56. Bringing in uh, betting expert Brad Powers, who's on every Thursday. So Brad works on college football, I'll say, 11 and a half months a year. Maybe you take two weeks off. Um, and the work has already begun. So I saw you uh, link out on Twitter a story about returning production this coming year in college football. How important is that? And I'm sure you tracked it last year based on the stories out there last year. How big is returning production? Well, I mean, I mean it's one of the probably the three main factors uh, when, when you're coming up with a preseason power rating. I mean, who's coming back and, you know, what percentage? As always, I'm looking for outliers. I mean, I'm looking for a team that maybe underachieved expectations last year. But this season, you know, return 80-plus percent of their production. And Bill Connolly from ESPN does a really good job with it. I'm also, you know, I'm probably more prone to fading the teams that, you know, don't have much returning production, especially the last couple years when teams have been historically experienced because of the free COVID year. I'm looking to fade the teams that are inexperienced because most of the country is, at least on average, more experienced than not. So, Teams like Nevada and Hawaii, if we're going to keep it local right here in the Mountain West, are two teams I'm looking to fade this upcoming year because they're in the bottom five in the country when it comes to returning production on top of having new coaching staff. You uh, you seemed a bit bullish on BYU. Well, I am. I mean, it starts with BYU returning all 11 starters on the defense. I mean, you know, everyone looks at quarterback and skill position first, and obviously that's important. But some things that people overlooked as far as returning production, offensive line and defense. And, I mean, already BYU, you're talking about guys that are 21, 22, 23 years old. And for them to have returning 11 starters, I mean, they're going to be a team that has some opportunities to make a run, uh, at least to be in the mix uh, as far as, uh, a New Year's Six-type bowl berth uh, because they've already been up there the last couple of years, and they got a couple high-profile games, Oregon, Notre Dame, games that, you know, they're, they're, those two teams will have attract a big name. But it, the reality is in those couple games, I mean, BYU's only going to be a short underdog. So there's going to be some opportunity for BYU to make some national headlines this year. Hey, last one on the college football front. Last week we talked about the weirdness with Harbaugh, you know, uh, flirting with the Vikings, doing an interview, his defensive coordinator, he allows him to walk to go coach with his brother. Now they've lost the offensive coordinator. Huh? Tell me if I'm crazy on this. Is there a chance he's so annoyed about the pay cut and the and he's holding out on the contract that at some point in the next couple of months, Harbaugh's like, yeah, I'm walking. Yeah, I, where does he go, though? I mean, I, I just I, – I think he overestimated uh, his uh, – you know, the, the, the want of him – and the need for him at the next level. So I, I don't see it at this point. Now, Michigan's a team, and I said this last week, I want to fade them so bad. The problem is they play a team like Hawaii to start off the season. They play a Colorado State who has a new coaching staff. I mean, they, they play a Connecticut who has a new coaching staff. So, I mean, it, it, I want to fade that team because of the changes and because I, I'm not sure that Harbaugh's totally 100% committed to it. Uh, the reality is Michigan's schedule is just a total joke. Brad, you stay at home for the game or you're going to a party? Yeah, I stay at home. I got quite a bit riding on the game. So, I mean, yeah. I'm between the props <laughs> and some of the yeah. other exotics, I don't want to be around people if it starts going sour. So, uh, as right. always, I, I'm watching that game by myself. Brad's being careful. He doesn't want to hang around some jabronis who are what, getting all worked up, positive, negative, uh, negative over their $22 bet. What's the drink of choice that you're or are you <laughs> yeah. staying away from that, too? Yeah, staying away from all of that. I, uh, I, no, I'm, 
I'm not a people person to begin with, so the, the last I want to be is at a party when people, I mean, I got in in the game, and I'm not talking about 20 bucks like Cofield just mentioned. I'm talking yeah. about, you know, maybe a couple months uh, of the mortgage on the house. Your home for running Rebel basketball is ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM, KWWN Las Vegas.